Hello, everyone, and welcome to Disaster Peace Publishing House. I'm Dev Solovey. And I am Simet. And this is a podcast about the good, bad, but mostly bad of weird internet literature, dramatic readings included. And welcome to our part two of Hogwarts School of Prayer and Miracles. Uh, if you have not uh, listened to the first episode, I strongly encourage that. Otherwise, a lot of this isn't really going to make sense. So before we jump into, I think we're on chapter five now. Do you have any thoughts? Do you have any predictions, anything like that going into Okay, it, predictions. I want to say that uh, my prediction is not only is Voldemort an atheist, I feel like he's going to be the wrong kind of Christian. <laughs> and that's really the Because they already have, they've owned the atheist with facts and logic. <laughs> so the next logical step Oh, okay, so we've gotten the non-believers out of the way. Now we got to talk about the fake believers. You know, you've touched on something we're about to get into. Motherfucker, I knew it. It's not quite in the way you've said, but you've touched on a concept that we're definitely going to get into. And I think it's because we both have some familiarity with these Christian yeah. talking but points. I, I, I mean, in the same way that like they just kind of brush that off like quickly. I don't think yeah. it's going to be a huge thing. Like... You'd be surprised. Oh, boy. <laughs> All right. I'm going to go ahead and jump into chapter five. And this, this is where things get a little weird. Author's note. Hello, friends. I'm very sorry if this chapter is a bit shorter than usual, because just as soon as one sick little one gets better, wouldn't you know it, another one starts running a fever. Phew. <laughs> a mommy's life sure is exhausting. I wasn't planning on posting another chapter until things had settled down, but the hubby says the work of the Lord doesn't wait for the whims of men. So, you can all thank Ephesians 5.22-24 for the speedy update. Ooh, and on that note, some of you lovely readers have requested me to write down the Bible verses after each chapter. Well, far be it from me to not spread the word of the Lord. Another question I have gotten. In the, quote, original books, Harry Potter and friends frequently question authority, and how do I feel about this? Well, that is quite a toughie, you've asked me. I talked to the hubby about it, and we agreed that usually it is good to obey authority. But when authority is acting contrary to the Lord, you should talk to that authority about it. Acts 5.29 You just might see authority figures making bad decisions in this chapter. Nobody is perfect except the Lord. No, not even Dumbledore, no matter what the, quote, original books told you. And how Harry Potter handles this will be a big question in the story. Hint, it will be very different than the, quote, original books. And finally, I got a, quote, PM from a lovely friend who was a bit confused, so I'll just clear this up now. I do not own the, quote, original books, and those belong to JKR. So without further ado, Harry Potter woke up drowsily in a comfy, fluffy mattress. It was only now that he had the energy to observe his surroundings. The room was small, but also everything a little boy needed. There was a big, warm fireplace in the gray stone wall across from him. A shelf of intelligent, age-appropriate books. The Holy Bible was in the center of the shelf, of course. And there was a simple wood dresser of respectable school-appropriate attire. And, of course, a clean porcelain sink for washing up and brushing teeth and such. It was only then that our hero noticed that there was another bed in the room. It was the same as his own bed, except that this other bed had not been made. Also, this bed had its own Bible in it, and it looked different from the one on the shelf. But where was this new roommate of his? Harry looked behind him to see a small, pallid young boy with shockingly bright red hair kneeling with seeming piety as he prayed to a small statue. At this shocking sight, Harry felt a horror, but he quickly composed himself and declared bravely, Hello, friend. My name is Harry Potter, and I take it that we are roommates. What is your name? 
Ronald Weasley, the other boy responded, friendlily. Friendlily. <laughs> he reached out a hand to shake. Welcome to Hogwarts. I am a Christian too. Really? Harry exclaimed delightedly and clasped his hands together. This is joyous news! <laughs> Ronald smiled deviously, and Harry remembered that he had just seen this boy praying to a statue, and he wondered why that would be. But he was new to this whole Christianity thing, and maybe that was okay. Still, it didn't feel quite right. He bravely resolved to would bring it up with Dumbledore. Would you like to come with me to breakfast? Ronald queried politely, as he got up from the statue he'd been kneeling in front of. They have delicious food here in the Great Hall. Would I ever? Harry cried delightedly, and he bolted out of bed, and he brushed his teeth and washed his face. Just, just as a reminder, that delicious food is a KFC bucket meal for 80. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, All whipped up by Reverend Albus Dumbledore. No, no his wife, remember? Because the oh, yeah, wives right, are the right. ones who cook. <laughs> Wait, no, that's right. They didn't even cook. They summoned it with Jesus magic. <laughs> yeah, that's essentially what they did. This little one certainly had a healthy appetite. In a jiffy, Harry and his new friend had joined the stream of young lads on the steep winding stairs heading to breakfast. They could smell the aroma of breakfast coming from the Great Hall, and it wafted right into their noses. Before they knew it, they were sitting in the Great Hall. Come sit with me and my family, Ronald offered eagerly, and he motioned frantically towards a table packed full of people with hair just as red as his. Come on, come on, come on. I can't wait for them to see that I have made a new friend. Harry followed Ronald with the obedience of one who does not have many friends in a new situation. Oh, what a difficult circumstance that can be, and how many believers have been led astray by those situations. Oh my god. I, I can't believe how right I was about my prediction. Yep, yeah, uh-huh. Oh my god. Guys, 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 Ronald screeched joyously as he pulled Harry towards the table of his family. This is Harry Potter, and he is my new roommate. Hello, Harry, the Weasleys chorused in unison. Welcome to Hogwarts School of Prayer and Miracles. Oh my god, I completely <laughs> forgot about the Weasley family. I thought that the author, for a moment, had just created a, a table of evil red-headed children that just congregated with one another randomly. Yeah, well... I, I completely I'll, forgot that, like, that's on me. <laughs> I have some commentary to make about the this chapter at the end of it. Okay, um, okay. Hello, Harry stammered shyly. Something about this group made him nervous. <laughs> nice to meet you. He sat These creepy ginger fucks were looking at him with their frog eyes. Like he was a piece of meat or something. He sat down at their table. He could smell a delicious breakfast. But where was the food? No sooner had he had the thought cross his mind when the Reverend Dumbledore came onto the Great Hall stage and dropped down to his knees and raised his hand skyward and screamed... Dear Lord, pre please provide these devout young ones with three strips of bacon or lengths of sausage each, two for the ladies, a bowl of hearty oatmeal flavored with cinnamon and apple chunks, two poached eggs cooked all the way through, home fries seasoned with garlic, a glass each of orange juice and milk, and dishes up to the task. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, these are my favorite bits. I know. Lots of dissect here before we move on. I'm sorry. I know. He's ordering for them, but it's still three links of sausage or bacon. Yeah. At what point does the, the quantum uh, choice collapse and <laughs> the decision is made? I think also, it's just a lot of... the girls get one less. What's, what fucking bullshit is that? I know, I know. And the lady will have a salad. Fuck you, Dumbledore, piece of shit. <laughs> Anti-feminist. 
Harry was once again amazed to see the food appear in front of him. The food looked and smelled amazing. He suspected good old Minerva had something to do with this delicious spread. But before he dug into the food, he remembered that he had something to discuss with the Reverend. Harry fought his nervousness and he ran after Dumbledore as he hopped dexterously off the stage. Excuse me, the young believer cried innocently as he ran after the Reverend as fast as his little legs could carry him. Excuse me, Reverend. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> little legs. What is it, son? Or Oh, right, he has a southern accent. What is it, son? The reverend reiterated kindly. He was dressed respectably in sturdy, manly jeans and a red, white, and blue plaid shirt over which a few virile tresses were visible and a pair of <laughs> admirable brown cowboy boots. Are you setting in all right? I sure am, Harry retorted graciously. How are things with your... <laughs> I'm sorry, just, her cowboy kink is like killing me. <laughs> Very well. Two things that this lady came away with what, reading Harry Potter. The interactions between the children are too sexual and need to be censored. <laughs> Two, Dumbledore isn't sexy enough. <laughs> oh, wait till we get to Snape. Uh, Continue. <laughs> Was there something you wanted to talk to me about? Well, Harry began uncomfortably, and he scuffed his blue-sneakered foot against the polished wood floor of the Great Hall. I woke up this morning and saw my roommate praying to a statue. Is that really an okay thing to do? That is a real toughie, Dumbledore answered ponderously. (laughs) Well, I don't worship idols. It is, in fact, a very unchristian thing to do. But you see, here at Hogwarts, we divide ourselves up into sorting hats. After breakfast, all the new little ones will choose their hats. Each of the different hats have different beliefs, but we all love the Lord. And what more in common do you need? I am so confused. That explained nothing. I'll, I'll get to it. Okay. <laughs> that does sound true, Harry pondered sensitively. But is it really? It seems that if we all really love the Lord, we don't need to divide ourselves. Are the divisions between the different hats really so significant as to merit dividing Christianity? What are these divisions? Well, they are somewhat significant, Dumbledore allowed tentatively. For instance, I'm a Gryffindor hat. We believe everything in the Bible and only the Bible. That red-headed roommate of yours is a Slytherin hat. And Slytherins worship statues? Harry queried innocently. The reverend nodded gravely. Then how are they Christian? Harry questioned skeptically. What about Exodus 20 to 4 to 6? That's a Ten Commandment. Well, they have different commandments, Dumbledore explained well-meaningly. They love the Lord, and that is all we need. But do they really love the Lord? Harry posited timidly. If they do, then why do they worship statues? Dark days are coming, Dumbledore replied earnestly. We need to be inclusive. If there were only Gryffindor hats at Hogwarts, then there would not be many people left. I see, Harry conceded uncertainly as he walked back to Ronald's overcrowded table. It feels like they're just ramping up to, like, explain why it's morally okay for Harry to just, like, break the shit out of a statue of Jesus. (laughs) He was getting nervous about this hat business, but he supposed he did have to trust Dumbledore. After all, grown-ups know best, right? So we're reaching the end of this chapter, and for listeners who may not have picked up on it already, she is critiquing Catholics here. The statue is a statue of the Virgin Mary. I think it's wild that she made the family of gingers with a million kids 
the Catholic family. <laughs> because when you think of like Irish Catholics, you think of people with red hair and a million siblings, which is the, those are the stereotypes. Uh, you know, I don't want to make. To be fair, I statements. think she was just like accurately reading into the subtext of the original book. You know, that's a good point, actually. Yeah. Uh, Oof, yeah. Tired joke, but uh, there's the old joke about how it was uh, J.K. Rowling. Uh, resisting the urge to name an Irish character uh, Ira McCarbomb or some shit like that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, so so she's getting into some kind of Christian discourse here. It's that very kind of typical Christian hypocrisy of, like, everyone deserves to be saved and deserves forgiveness, and all you have to do is believe in God, but you're still inferior if you don't believe in God the right way. It's and, the good old uh, Amo Phillips die heretic joke. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. you're you're um, just misguided and, and I can if you if you convert to what I believe, I can guide you to the correct thing. So that's the kind of uh, to to clarify that, that that's these are the weird things she's saying about Catholics and it gets a little bit weirder. So anyway, author's note, blessings, obviously, and then she lists the uh, Bible verses that she's referenced here. Do you want me to read those? You know what? I think we can skip that bit. I think we can skip the bibliography, the literal bibliography. Yeah. Yeah. It's not important to understanding this story, really. I'm I'm not here to do this this bitch's fucking Sunday school homework. (laughs) All right. uh, Chapter six, Sorting Hats. Uh, Author's note, hello friends, I apologize to people whose private messages I haven't been able to reply to, but things are awful busy here in Fort Parsons, and a mommy's work is never done. Many thanks to those lovely friends who have asked about the little ones. It looks like the second sickie did not have pneumonia after all, it was just the flu. It was a rough few days, but now all the little Parsonses are in tip-top shape. Phew! Harry Potter walked back to the table of redheads. It was only now that he noticed they were all wearing black and green baseball caps with snakes on them. <laughs> that's the, sorting, the sorting hat is literal. I know. Tentatively, Harry sat down next to Ronald, who was not wearing a hat since he, like Harry, was new. So, Harry began nervously, and he bit into a thick, juicy slice of perfectly fried bacon. <laughs> what sorting hat do you think you will choose? Oh, I will definitely choose Slytherin, Ronald declared confidently, and he began to eat his oatmeal with his I, hands. I just want to say, I really want to give this chick props for creating the actual opposite of the sorting hat. Not only do you choose the hat, but there is there are many of them. Yeah. it's Instead of there being one that chooses for you. Yeah. That's insanity. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's buck wild. I think she also really does lean into the fact of, like, Catholics are depraved without really saying it out loud. Because here she's describing, like, um, uh, where was it? Ronald declared confidently, and he began to eat his oatmeal with his hands. My whole family is... <laughs> what? <laughs> it, yeah. My whole family is Slytherins. He gestured to the countless redheads sitting at the table, and they all turned to Harry and smiled and waved. You should become a Slytherin, too. We could do it together. So, like, she's just... Really just don't Hat of turns you Irish. <laughs> yeah. Trying hmm. to imply like not it's not just a family thing, but like a virus that can infect you. <laughs> you yeah. can choose you can choose to be Irish. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and they talk they talk further about their beliefs. Uh hmm, Harry uttered ponderously and he took a bite of his eggs. 
Why don't you tell me about what the Slytherins believe? Sure, Ronald replied ecstatically, and he kept eating his oatmeal. <laughs> well, first of all... We... <laughs> yeah, it's his mouth and hands are full of oatmeal. Well, first of all, we believe in the Bible. That is wonderful, Harry reacted happily, and he cool. took a sip of his orange juice. Based. I do as well. Perhaps I could be a Slytherin after all. But wait, that is not all, Ronald continued excitedly and washed his oatmeal down with milk. Gryffindor hats believe in the Bible too, but Slytherins have even more. We have a book full of guidelines on how to be a good person, and a whole panel of Slytherin hats will tell us what to do. Oof. Referencing the Vatican there. Uh, Harry furrowed- This is real subtle. I, it's not. It's really not. Um, Harry furrowed his innocent childish brow, and he took another bite of oatmeal, and he questioned confusedly, Why do you need all that if you have the Bible? Ronald guffawed, and he shoveled more oatmeal into his mouth, and he, <laughs> he replied, Why only have the Bible when you can have more? Why, that would be like only praying to God. Harry gasped in horror as he bit into more bacon. Of course I only pray to God. Who else would I pray to? What about Mary? Ronald posited angrily around a mouthful of oatmeal. Oof. You have to at least worship her. You mean the mommy of our lord? Harry demanded in scandal and chewed his bacon. I don't worship her? Well then, God hates you, Ron stated simply, and pieces of bacon flew out of his mouth as it he did so. It really depresses me that this self-identified proud mother went out of her way to, like, dunk on a sect that would probably value her more than where she's at now. It's that's, I'm just saying. That's what these Christians do, though. That's what they do, especially to Catholics. Like, and it's, you know, there's all sorts of theories about the Catholic Church and the Vatican and stuff like that. It's like, to a T, this is exactly their doctrine. That's, this is one of the things that makes Th it this, this is This is like two degrees removed from, and Catholics are secretly Jews. <laughs> yeah, no, it, like it really, literally, yeah. I'm pretty sure literally two degrees removed. Yeah, no, it really is. Uh, and she gets into what the other hats believe in, too, which is um, quite interesting. Harry was tentative since he knew he was new to this whole Christianity thing, but he did not think God would hate him for not worshipping his mommy. On the contrary, he had a hunch that God wanted people to only worship him. Don't listen to him, commented a drowsy voice self-righteously from behind Harry. Harry turned around and he saw a girl about his own age. Her pale yellow hair was tied into braids, and she wore a tie-dye shirt and faded jeans and flowers in her hair. Oh, what peace could possibly be the hippy-dippy sect? Peace signs and donkey patches were sewn all over her clothes. You should not become a Slytherin hat, the girl continued confidently. And she was eating what looked like it was supposed to be bacon, but it did not smell or taste like bacon. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> no, it missed that smoky, meaty taste that bacon is supposed to have. What, so Harry fucking <laughs> ate it? Ate some of it? I have no idea. How the fuck does he know? <laughs> <laughs> Instead, it tasted like vegetables blended together and dyed red. Yuck. Harry would take real bacon over that any day of the week, he says. They are far too strict. Harry, er, no, she said that. They are far too strict. Harry hmmed skeptically. He was not sure about this whole Slytherin business, but the word strict was not what came to mind. You should be a Hufflepuff hat, the girl instructed arrogantly and continued to nibble at her breakfast. That's what I'm going to do. What do Hufflepuff hats believe in? Harry pondered aloud, and he took a bite of his real bacon. Oh, how he wanted to find the true hat. 
Hufflepuff hats believe in the Bible, but only some of it, Luna explained casually, and she was still feeding on that stuff. We don't believe in the stuff against fornication and drinking and socialism, but we really like Matthew 7-1, and that's about it. We're really fun, and we seem really nice and really tolerant, as long as you agree with us. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know enough about Christianity beyond my own experiences to know what the fuck sect this is supposed to be. Like, it's, it, is this Methodist? It's Unitarian. Unitarian? Yeah, yeah. It, just any I'm kind of make, progressive Christian, really. I'm going to make anyone who knows even the slightest bit about religion upset this entire time. <laughs> that was when a derisive laugh echoed through the cafeteria. A smug-looking young man about Harry's age, with slicked-back hair, even paler blonde than Luna's, and wearing a sweater vest and khakis, <laughs> strolled languidly down between the rows of tables. Please ignore this fool, Draco drawled smugly. Luna here thinks she can have a career even though she's a woman, and women are stupid. Harry gaped at this horrible person. What a mean thing to say. Yeah, what a mean <laughs> thing to say, author of this fanfiction. Yeah, and that's what a he... shitty thing to say about women. That's where, because people do harass her about that, and she's trying to address the people saying that she's anti-feminist, which she is, but she's spouting like conservative feminism. This is the beginning of that. I think... She's Draco. framing, like, actual criticisms of her as a straw man and then pretending to be horrified by it. Yeah, I think Draco is also coded as Mormon, but I'm not entirely sure about that. Um. Dude, I mean, I always felt he was coded as Mormon in the beginning, but that's just because of all the implied incest that comes from purity <laughs> politics. Interesting take. Yep. Noted. Um... <laughs> Women shouldn't not have careers because women are stupid, Harry shouted indignantly. Women, women are not stupid at all. Women should not have careers because women are nurturing and loving and their gifts serve them best in the home. <laughs> this is what I mean when I say conservative feminism. <laughs> no, don't worry. Ladies have their own place in the hegemony. <laughs> Draco gasped tentatively. You are diluting the truth. Women are beneath men. No, I'm not, Harry fired back bravely. You are twisting the truth so you can be mean with it. Women are not beneath men. Men and women are just different. Luna smiled at him gratefully. Draco was clearly fumbling for ground here. There is not much ground to stand on when you are being hateful. But he finally came up with, well, at least I don't eat with Slytherin hats. I hate Slytherins. Ronald began to cry into his oatmeal. <laughs> I love that phrase. I'm sorry. Just like I'm also implying that there it's in his hands too. So he's just like yeah. just <laughs> touching his <laughs> face and yeah. oatmeal crying. It's <laughs> full of oatmeal. I don't hate Slytherin hats, Harry declared boldly. I think they should become Gryffindor hats, but that is because I love them. Besides, the Lord ate with sinners all the time. Thank you, Harry, Ronald whis Ronald whispered tearfully. Why would that, like, that's the most unrealistic part of this interaction, in my opinion. Well, well, you should just become a Ravenclaw hat like me, Draco sputtered blusteringly. We really are the best hat. I think you mean we really are the most hateful hat, Harry corrected cleverly. And then he jumped onto the table, and he got down on his knees, and he raised his hands to the ceiling of the Great Hall, and he bellowed, Dear Lord, I have made my decision. I am a Gryffindor hat. Author's note, blessings. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, <laughs> how do you feel so far okay in-depth thoughts 
It sucks and I hate it. <laughs> I was thinking we Expanding do... upon that, it sucks and I hate it, but I love it. <laughs> Chapter 7, Wheat and Chaff. Author's oh, note. Oh, callback. I know. Author's note. Hello, friends. Phew, this chapter took longer to write than I thought it would. There's so much to be done here at Fort Parsons, and some days I don't think I'll ever get caught up. But now that the little ones are sound asleep, I'm finally getting around to putting the finishing touches on this little chapter. I apologize for the delay. Now, there have been quite a few questions and comments coming in, and I thought I should take time to address a few since I don't have time to reply individually. First of all, to all the mommies who have expressed their appreciation of this little story of mine, thank you. Your support keeps me writing. Remember, though, the glory is not mine, it is the work of a greater cause. My and, husband! <laughs> and the people who call me names, a Bible-believing Christian is like a big, ugly monster who lives under a bridge, and wanting everyone to do the right thing and go to heaven makes one a so-called bigot, hmm? Well, at least she knows. <laughs> She seems very self-aware. Well, that's this modern world for you. And finally, to the people who say that I am, quote, spreading hate, take a look at some of the comments posted here saying that I am a terrible writer and a terrible mother whose children were hater one day. Who is it who is spreading the hate here? Because I don't think it's me. Look, all I said was the snot-nosed Catholic Irish redhead fucks were eating delicious potatoes. <laughs> I said that the potatoes were delicious. What's your fucking problem? Yeah, I mean, I do want to just make a quick comment here, like, about this time period and harassment of women on the internet. Obviously, we do not agree with this person, and no one should agree with this person. Yeah. But commenting and saying, telling someone that they're a terrible mother and their children will hate them even if it's true, is a really shitty thing to say. Yeah. Uh, I do just want to make that statement because, like, even if I don't agree with women or anyone politically, there are certain things that you just shouldn't say to people. Yeah, there, there's something interesting to me about that angle, too, that makes me feel this is more genuine than a troll fic, too, is how little she actually does engage with that shit. Yeah. Like, there's a detachment from that that I feel like this is genuinely just like a hobby yeah. and that she has a life that is not even close to having this be the most important thing. Yeah. This is an afterthought to it, her. Yeah, this I, is something that she does if she has a minute on a Saturday afternoon. Yeah, And if that much. moment passes, she just doesn't fucking come back to it yeah. until she has mm -hmm. that other minute. That acknowledgement of it and the way she's handling it feels like somebody who like, Screw the haters, I've got the power of anime and God on my side. Yeah, yeah, there's exactly. A, there's this confidence to it that I feel like a troll would want to fuck with people more. Yeah. And engage with those people. I've got the power of God and real bacon on my side. Yeah, real bacon. <laughs> real bacon. So this is 2014, right? Just to, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought it was the late 2000s, but it was actually 2014. Yeah, just just as a little correction, since we I was looking over your shoulder, we were coming at that from... Yeah. But also, I don't feel like the discourse about Harry Potter evolved that much during that time. No, it didn't. Yeah, I wouldn't say so either. It, yeah. I mean, during the, like, especially in the early days of the internet, things did not spread as fast as they do now so discourse did tend to stick around yeah because um, it went from being like the discourse about like harry potter being satanic being on, being on the news circuit 
mm-hmm. and like the old media to yeah. being a new thing that came with social media again mm-hmm. as it was wrapping up. Mm-hmm. You know, this. I, I want to say this is around the time that, like, the Deathly Hollows just came out and the movies yeah. were starting to, like... Yeah, I think... Well, no, it was probably after the Deathly Hollows because I think that was in, like, 2011 or 2012. Right, 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 right. So this was, like, Apex. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 2012 was was when uh, uh, Deathly Hollows, right? I think so, yeah. I, I can't remember and I kind of don't care enough to check. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> I don't want Google thinking that I want to know more about Harry Potter. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to wear my ignorance of, of Harry Potter proudly as whenever I can to compensate for the knowledge that I have already demonstrated. <laughs> All right, so getting into the chapter... Um, the Great Hall burst into applause as a red and yellow baseball cap with a lion embroidered on the front appeared on Harry's head. He hopped deftly off the table and landed on his feet. He could feel the love of the Lord surging through him, and he knew he had made the right decision. He was even more sure of his decision when Hermione dashed across the cafeteria to give him a big spontaneous hug. She too was wearing, uh, was sporting a red and yellow baseball cap, although her cap had a kitten on it instead of a lion. You know, because she's a fucking girl. <laughs> you know, because <laughs> how? Not even like a girl lion. Just I know. A kitten. I'm so happy, Harry. She cried gladly, delicate tears streaming down her face. When I saw you eating with that family, I was so scared. I thought you might become a Slytherin. <laughs> Never worry about that, Harry declared boldly and bravely. I am a Gryffindor now and forever. Well chosen, Dumbledore declared approvingly as he took long, energetic strides to cross the crowd noisy room. Welcome to Gryffindor hat, Harry. (laughs) Harry beamed happily. Truly, he had been blessed. As he sat down to finish his breakfast, and he was still glowing from joy, he sat back next to Ronald. Will you still be my friend even though you're a different hat? Ronald asked timidly. Of course, Harry declared generously, and he began to eat his eggs. With his fingers crossed behind his back. (laughs) He had expected his eggs to be cold by now, what with all the hullabaloo, but lo and behold, they were still piping hot. He would not pretend that what Ronald believed about worshipping the dead, but he could still offer the young boy friendship in the spirit of Matthew 2, 16, 17. Hold on, how many chapters have they been eating this fucking breakfast now? I, two. Two. (laughs) Incredible. Those are some magic fucking eggs. I know. Thank you, Harry, Ron uttered happily. He may have been sporting a green and black hat with a snake on it, which testified to his Slytherin beliefs, but he could not. Uh, but he could recognize Harry's pure-hearted godliness, generosity, humility and, humility, and innocent goodness. He looked around at his siblings, all of them wearing hats identical to his, and he wondered why none of them were like that. Woof. Attention students, Reverend Dumbledore announced authoritatively as he hopped onto the stage and held the microphone by his mouth. Congratulations on picking your hats, he continued kindly. I am sure you've all chosen wisely. I still can't get over how that's the literal opposite of the way it works. Yeah. I don't, I'm, 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 metri- I'm for sure that this is a real lady. I'm going back and forth on whether or not she's actually fucking watched or read any Harry Potter. <laughs> or is just like creating an impression through cultural osmosis. Yeah, I personally I was under the impression it was cultural osmosis. Also, um, just knowing the names of the things and assuming Ravenclaw is the evilest. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Harry hummed to himself. He knew that the Reverend meant well, but was it really doing the members of the other hats much good to tell them that everything was the same when it wasn't? Wouldn't they all be happier if they knew to read the Bible and take it seriously? Dumbledore thought he was making everyone happy, and perhaps he was was in the short run. But in the long run, 
Harry worried that he was doing more harm than good. Harry did not say anything because he was new to the flock and didn't feel confident in his connection with the Lord. But sometimes, it takes newcomers to point out the flaws we don't see in our own communities. Oh my god, how many fucking times are you going to say that, lady? I know, she proselytizes like crazy. Oh my god, we get it. The Reverend... He's our point of view character who doesn't know enough about stuff, so he asks... Yeah, that's... <laughs> the Reverend clapped his hands against each other once, and then he spoke enthusiastically. Now you will be sharing most of your classes with other members of your hat, so it would be good for you to get to know them now. Ravenclaw hats, please gather around Mr. Moody. Hufflepuff hats, please gather around Mr. Sprout. Slytherin hats, please gather around Mr. Finnegan. And Gryffindor hats, please gather around Mr. Snape. <laughs> Mr. Snape, I don't know why that fucks me up so much. Now... At the beginning of the breakfast meal, Harry had noticed a tall, mysterious-looking man with long dark hair and gaunt, enigmatic features. He was dressed stylishly in a crisp black suit, and his tie made a shock of red in the otherwise totally black outfit. The dark hair on his pale chest was neatly trimmed, but still noticeably thick, and he wore elegant black leather shoes on both of his feet. It was now that he noticed that on the table that this man was sitting at was a placard that said on it, Mr. Snape. Harry followed the other brave young children wearing Gryffindor hats. Author's note, blessings. So how do we feel about her odd Her Christian... dadification. Daddyfication of, of Snape. Her dilfification of yeah. uh, the, the, the predecessor to the Tumblr sexy man. Like, oh, the OG. God. The way she has portrayed Snape is just deeply... It really exposes her kinks. No, no this is 2014, so this is post-Tumblr sexy... Oh, this, yeah. So this is, is just... A bimbofication of Snape. I don't even know what it is. I mean, we, we'll see what Mr. Snape has to say later. Um, Does he have to say, look at my hog, ladies, but only if you marry me. <laughs> I don't know, but she definitely fetishizes him. Like, she's way, she's very into him in a way that, like, is more obvious to the audience than it is to her. Oh, boy. Her thing with chest hair is just... Like, this turns into her kink diary at times. <laughs> it really does. Oh, I'm so excited. <laughs> Here's the thing that people will never realize, or at the very least people should try to realize, is you're not always going to be the person who realizes you're being horny. <laughs> and no matter what art you make, if you're horny, it's, it's going to show through eventually. Mm -hmm. And you just have to, like, acknowledge that, own up to it, and get it out of the way. Or it's just going to creep in and be just silly. Yeah. The way that this is. <laughs> yeah. You know, like... <laughs> she is a kink for cowboys with thick chest hair and big manly hands. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Incredible. Yep. You ready for chapter eight? Or do you want to oh, take a quick Christ. break? <laughs> Uh, chapter eight. Let's go. You want to blast it out? All right. Yeah. Also, the fact that this is called wheat and chaff, the implication is that Harry is going to eventually have to purge some people, <laughs> right? Like, that's what it's implying, right? Thematically. That is, that is an interesting he's, prediction you have made. Because he's, he's assessing the flock and going, all right, these guys suck. These guys potentially suck. I'm going to have to do some purging eventually. I'm going to have to burn and leave some fucking chaff behind. Yeah, I don't know that it's necessarily purging, but you're touching on something that happens later. Oh boy, I'm excited. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a while from here, I think. But um, all right, chapter eight, 
refreshing honesty? With a question mark. Author's note, hello friends, things have finally calmed down. Oh wait, did we... Yeah. Okay. Things have finally calmed down a bit here at Fort, Fort Parsons, and I am so excited to share, you all, share with you all another new chapter. One thing I would like to talk about, though, many people have been calling me a misogynist. That means, quote, woman hater. Friends, I do not hate women. I am a woman. Now, what is it I have done to have people calling me this? Well, apparently, it is saying that women are loving and nurturing and good. Right. How hateful. I'm just a big old mean bigot, huh? Wait. Wrong! That is not a bigoted thing to say at all! Now, it is certainly true that what is written in the Bible about women was used as an excuse to actually be hateful to women, and that is terrible. And there are some people out there who think that all women are stupid or less than men. Friends, this is not what I believe at all! I believe that women have special gifts that are no less than men. In fact, I think that if womanly womanly virtues were were respected more, the world would be a much better place to live. And any of those so-called Christians who hate women and think women are stupid and worth less than men and that God doesn't respect us, well, they will all get a very serious talking to from a certain housewife. Now, does that sound misogynistic to you? All right, so this is to really... put this in gamer terms, <laughs> she's she's saying, look, I'm not saying women are inferior. Men and women have the same amount of skill points. Yeah, they just invest them into different into different classes. Yeah. and this is really to me what read as most genuine out of everything uh. in this because this reads like it was directly lifted from Girl Defined. Yeah. Like, it really, these are the conservative feminist talking points to a T. Yeah. Uh, and it's incredible just how... Our, oh, boy. Yeah. It, oh it really boy, is oh a... It, it's the conservative feminist dodging the question. Harry Potter... Look, I said they're all great at math. How is that offensive? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's essentially the same thing. Yeah. Uh, it's so it's so yucky the way that the internalizations manifest unintentionally. Yeah. yeah. I if mean, it, if it if it wasn't for the fact that she's like saying all this wackadoo shit about her perceived I'm, boogeyman, I'm gonna play, I feel bad about her. A I'm going to play devil's advocate here because yeah. if you're a woman in this situation, you've been indoctrinated into yeah. this. Uh, into this world where you have to ask your husband permission for everything. The, the, what she's saying here is her trying to derive empowerment while in this situation. Exactly. She's, she's deriving empowerment from her identity as a housewife. And that's why I say conservative feminist here. Yes. Uh, you know, so she's... she's it's, it's stopping very short of what could potentially actually be empowerment and like self-actualization yeah. it's kind of like the spiritual equivalent of being a girl boss in capitalism right you want to yeah. su- you want to succeed within this this really rigid structure and having this out group to shit on to make yourself feel better about it you know that that's why i'm like if I almost feel bad for her because there's, I do acknowledge that it's a, it's an enormous part of what crafts someone whose identity is like this. But at the same time, she's still like othering people and throwing them yeah. under the bus for her own sake. Yeah, there's this she attempt is. to be wholesome and nice, but still in like this really condescending way where yeah. you're being really unintentionally revealing about what you actually feel about your fellow Christians. Exactly. And yeah. that's, it's yucky. And yeah. I, it, it keeps me from sympathizing with her too much. Yeah, mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I feel that. Harry Potter walked nervously over to the table of Mr. Snape. The other little ones wearing red and yellow hats did the same. Mr. Snape silently stood up, and he motioned with his head for the boys and girls to follow him, and he sauntered out of the Great Hall. He led them into a small classroom with a few desks in it. He silently motioned for the little ones to sit down at the desks. They did. He stood up at the blackboard in front of them. Welcome to Hogwarts School of Prayer and Miracles, greeted the older but still handsome in a dignified, rugged way. <laughs> yeah, let's go. <laughs> the little ones all sat in respectful attention. So, you've all chosen the Gryffindor hat, Mr. Snape queried, and he raised his eyebrow. Yes, Mr. Snape, chorused all the students together. Well, Mr. Snape said, and he drew his tall, strapping form up to its full, impressive height. I would like to do one more read of that. I think I, I, you got this. I believe in you. Well, Mr. Snape said, and he drew his tall, strapping form up to its full, impressive height. Mm. I would like to say that your choosing will make you happy or that your lives will be easy, but I will not lie. There are dark forces in the world, and they do not like Christians. And when I say Christians, I mean Gryffindor hats. They love the Hufflepuff hats because the Hufflepuff hats believe everything these people say and slap the label Christian onto that philosophy. And so the Hufflepuff hats make it easier. The Ravenclaw hats, these people claim not to like, but then they pretend that the Ravenclaw hats extremism applies to all Christians. So the Ravenclaw hats help them. Harry frowned confusedly. Yeah, me too, dog. (laughs) After the reverend's acceptance of all the hats, he wondered why Mr. Snape was addressing things so directly. He found Mr. Snape's honesty refreshing, but he also wondered, was the honesty also combined with the hate for others that he had seen in Draco's hat? He thought the other hats were wrong, but he did not want Mr. Snape to hate them for being wrong. He wanted to help them. And then, of course, is the Slytherin hats. The Slytherin hats will tell you we're all on the same side because they agree with Gryffindor hats on some things. But do not be fooled. Their leader is working with Voldemort. So you called it. Oh my god! (laughs) A shocked, horrified gasp uh, gasp, echoed through the classroom. Harry slapped his hands over his mouth in an attempt to contain his horror, but he was still shocked. His new friend. He might as well have just gone on a rant about Raytheon and then said, "And you know who's behind it? It's the Jews." Yeah, that's pretty much what happened. Well, that is kind of what that. And then the Halliburton people are paying off George Soros, who's in bed with the big government, to buy nuclear missiles from China. Yeah, no, she really is just veering, like, dangerously close. I think this is before QAnon, but it's... Wow. No, yeah. 24... Like, 2012 is, like, when the ancient aliens hullabaloo... No, 2008 is when the ancient aliens hullabaloo really started to kick off. And that's really when conspiracism really started to cement itself as, like, a legitimate political yeah. force. I mean... So this is post that, so I'm not... I'm not surprised at all. Yeah, well, to be fair, though, conspiracies about the Catholic Church, they span back for centuries. Like, yeah. It, it's always I, been... I'm that. more talking about in, in relation to internet pop culture fandom in this uh, period in yeah, time. Okay. I, yeah, should, yeah. I should say, like, the way that those things are particularly interconnected. Yeah. Because this is it's all, like, old shit, just new mediums, right? That's yeah. the entire point of what we're doing here, right? Yeah, it's yeah. just to kind of say, like... This is the way that this stupid bullshit has manifested <laughs> forever. But the interesting part is like the particular context 
Yeah, because right? now it's being talked about in the form of like a bad adaptation of Harry Potter. <laughs> like the same obfuscation that the protocols of the elders of Zion were using <laughs> to like call out their very specific political enemies from their time. Like the Huffle like there it is a very clear one to one representation of this person's religious sects very specific views about other very particular religious sects in terms of this era's politics, too. Yeah. It is so hype. This is so specific. Yeah. For any listeners, for any listeners who've never talked to, like, some of these types of evangelical Christians, they do really, a, a lot of them believe or preach that the uh, the Catholic Church is the mark of the beast, that they work for Satan. So that's really what she's kind of touching on here. Yeah. Um, just for context. A shocked, horrified gasp echoed through the classroom. Harry slapped his hands over his mouth in an attempt to contain his horror, but he was still shocked. His new friend not only worshipped a goddess, but he was also now in cahoots with Voldemort? The little ones all gasped again, and this time they were even more horrified. From the back of a room was a clean-cut, respectably dressed young boy raised his hand. But what about the Constitution? Dean Thomas questioned articulately. Doesn't he care about the First Amendment? (laughs) Mr. Snape... (laughs) Mr. Snape shook his head sadly. I'm afraid not, and Voldemort is working through him and using them all. Before long, all our freedoms will be gone. Dean Thomas raised his hand again and queried coherently. But why does Voldemort hate Christians so much? No one knows, Mr. Snape responded tentatively. However, he is on the move, and he's gaining power. And we Gryffindor hats may be the only ones capable of stopping him. Harry was nervous, but he clenched his fist determinedly. He was scared, but he was ready to face this evil. Author's note, blessings. Author's note, blessings. (laughs) Holy Christ. I think for our our second episode, I'm going to stop there. Yeah. Where are your thoughts at so far (laughs) on this journey with me? As usual, every single instinct I have to sympathize with one of these figures is immediately rewarded with a spiritual kick to the nuts. (laughs) Yep. No, this is this is why this is just fascinating to me, because not only is it just terribly written, utterly butchering Harry Potter canon in possibly the funniest ways, definitely this woman's kink diary, but it's also, like, just a, a genuinely, also, like... Also, like, Snape in the, the original text is, like, a, a coded white supremacist, and that's part of what makes him villainous initially. And yeah. then the that coupled with the Harry found his honesty refreshing. That is bone chilling. Yeah. Holy Christ! Yeah, yeah. Just the the discourse surrounding this is like King, King Arthur nodded in agreement to the refreshing new ideas the Fuhrer had to bring to the table. <laughs> like holy fucking shit! It, it really is just like insidious stuff, and she presents it in a light hearted way that's definitely written in the style you would for children but when you take that kind of philosophy to its logical end its logical end is genocide there's no other the perfect metaphor for what this is is the whitest kids you know sketch show sean the white uh the white lion i've never seen it it's like a it's like a kid's like puppet show mascot thing and, like, as it goes on for, like, six and a half minutes, 
it, it's it becomes like a really obvious allegory for why uh, the races should be separated, and it literally escalates to the point of genocide. Yeah, and then also the fucking narrator like pulls out of it and is reading from a kid's book, and then also looks to the audience and says directly. Uh, the races shouldn't mix. Like, it, it goes so far to be, like, that explicit about it. To, yeah. to the point of absurdity. But this is doing it, like, accidentally. Yeah. It's it's just wild how this indoctrination, it really does. It, it really is cult-like in nature. And yeah. It, it, it sinks into your head, especially as, like, a, a housewife who's been sheltered by her yeah. husband, who I believe Snape is an insert for. It's just... And you just know that he's really built, like, fucking George Costanza in real life. <laughs> yeah. And she's having to live vicariously through daddy Snape. Yeah, I know. Her 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 actual husband is, like, a... a, a balding guy with like who just looks like a total pervert yeah and, then, and, and she, she's just, just lying like oh yeah honey don't worry he's totally based off you <laughs> and like, he, he has oh, no I, he has no chest hair he has none he yeah. has a blank chest oh and yeah she hates no, that. You, you're burly oh yeah that's why why i based him off you yeah she wants a hairy man and she doesn't have that and she, so she's living <laughs> the whole time like the husband is just so fucking like egocentric he's like just taking it at face value and like to touch on like how uh, like sometimes you don't realize you're horny when you're writing yeah like i think you and i have both have had that experience at some point where somebody's had to call us out on that i know i have and i have i have transcended at this point where i'm just always aware of the (laughs) fact that i am horny and i lean into it that's fair but it's it's interesting to see i i love seeing that in things written by women though where they kind of because the the way they objectify men is like so wildly different mm-hmm. than the way male writers objectify women. Like if you if you go on like the men writing women subreddit, it's always like she breasted boobily into the yeah. room or whatever. But like the way like female writers fetishize men, it's always like with um like far more specific kinks, I feel like. Yeah. <laughs> An interesting thing I tend to see is not only like a physical descriptor but obviously that physical descriptor is indicative of a personality, a desirable personality trait. Yeah, yeah. Like the rugged chest hair is meant to indicate he is a manly man who can yeah. really get with the elements, and it's it's implied yeah. that that is a part of his character yeah, as and well. His, his, he's implied to be strong, and that's proven also by his strong beliefs as yeah. well as his just general physical uh, description. So, Snape is the most well-rounded, developed character because of how horny she is for him. <laughs> she has much. a fully realized vision of a character and is describing him as such. Yeah, and he's he states her views with a vigor that she herself has oh, it more makes or less her refused so to so far. So fucking horny to think about how eventually you're gonna have to genocide <laughs> yeah oh yeah <laughs> it, that, it, that chap it turns her on to say that yeah. the catholics are secretly satan worshippers <laughs> oh and i just knew these was lizard people <laughs> oh honey please tell me the pope is the mark of the beast <laughs> oh yeah that makes me moist <laughs> also chill the expectation that children have to be sexual <laughs> these days is just too much oh please put me into but more even, gender roles but 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 i am i am going to 
I am going to inhabit the mind of a young boy and be be confused by a lot of feelings <laughs> that I have for my professor and this little girl. It's yeah. really uncomfortable. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> like when when you have when you go to inhabit the mind of a child through the perspective of an adult and you make your readers fucking have this whiplash between those perspectives. See, it's so interesting you bring that up because um, I have the same experience reading The Shining by Stephen King. I feel like he, he when he writes from Danny's perspective, it's kind of like the opposite thing of what she does writing through Harry and describing Snape here, where yeah. he... Yeah, he's he's very much a repeat offender of men writing women yeah. type of stuff, and so like he brings up stuff through Danny's per, uh, perspective that just does not make sense, and more than that, is deeply uncomfortable. And so, yep. like, writers who can't pull that off, it's just it's so hard to read. It pulls you yeah. right out of the fiction sometimes. I, I I think with Stephen King, that's an un that's an unfortunate persistence. <laughs> In his yeah. work, it's mm. not just in The Shining. No, it's not. Uh, the I'd Shining l- was the only thing I started reading, and I had to I'd stop. L- I'd like to believe it's just because he was coked out of his mind and forgot he was writing about kids because he needed that WPM. Yeah. Also not something I would put past him. <laughs> um, I don't know. There's there's something uh, about like cocaine that just makes <laughs> makes your mind just go a mile a minute and make you forget about about shit yeah that shows in his story structure as well yeah <laughs> not making excuses like uh, yeah. it's it sucks that he writes like that but like i think he would tell you like oh yeah that's coke and it sucks and there's a reason why i i nix those from my film adaptations that i work <laughs> on right Th- this this lady doesn't realize that you know no she doesn't she doesn't realize yeah. the I think that's what with her makes it all the better though, and all the fun. Oh yeah, how she just completely is just drooling it's, horny it's, over she, snakes. She's just so like, I'm gonna make something so pure for the kids, but this is the only time my husband's let me open up notepads, yeah. so we gotta make them burly chested boys come through. All right, so I think we can cap the episode there. Thanks, as always, to Arya, who created our theme music. You can find her on Twitter at Two Glitch, and we will see you on the next episode. And always remember, don't read where you shit. <laughs>